It's like Christmas for your vodka. <laughs> be easy to think that there's a lot of snake oil solutions being sold out there, would you say? That is a really good word <laughs> for the products that we need to um, be aware of. Um, some people have called it boot camp for your vagina. Huh? That's right, it's time to get sexy and I'm joined by our resident pleasure therapist and activist, Tanya Coons. Welcome, Tanya. Hey, Maya. How you doing over there? Good. It's good to see you kind of... We might be <laughs> over Zoom, but this is the closest we've been in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back. We're on our way back to good things. Now, today we're talking about sexual wellness and I mentioned earlier, if you've been listening um, we're going to be chatting about vaginal steaming, Benoit balls, jade eggs. But before we get to what those uh, pieces of equipment are and what they're purported to be there for, Tanya, what is sexual wellness? That's a really good question because it seems to be like a new category of products that's emerging um, that are all based around sex, health, wellness, but also might be morphing off from the beauty standards or the beauty products kind of category mm. so in doing a little bit of research I was looking and seeing it looks like the sex industry is morphing from a male-led vice industry into a female-led wellness industry um, so those products are in the wellness category and I think there are some that center around pleasure which is really great and there are some that center around enhancements which are not so good because they're always trying to make your body into something that it isn't. So those sorts of things will never fly with me. But anything that's about enhancing pleasure, what a good idea. Mm. All right. So you're going to see a lot more things around sexual wellness because there's celebrity endorsement coming in. And we talked a little bit before around celebrities and sex toys. We've got Cara Delevingne, who's now the co-owner of um, uh, Laurie, uh, and creative advisor of Laurie DiCarlo and Dakota Johnson's involved with Maud. Lily Allen's had a vibrator put out in her name and there are a lot more endorsements coming around. And we'll talk a little bit more about Gwyneth Paltrow because mm -hmm. uh, she's done some, some interesting and perhaps not so great things. But in this sexual wellness category, you can buy products for female arousal, these serums. So ranging from those that give you a tingly feeling in the clitoris, which is a, basically a vasocongestive, to those that will change the PhD balance and in theory promote arousal. Uh, and some of them do address dryness and some claim to be aphrodisiacs as well as lubricants. People are selling CBD oil for arousal. There are candles to burn for romantic or sexual en sexy energy. There's um, sex toys, vibrators and massage, some really great uh, innovations coming out. There are things that can make you smell good. There are oils for playing with your tush, all sorts of things. And uh, I think we need to look really carefully and take a little bit of care when we're looking at this category. Mm, I mean, I feel like it could be easy to think that there's a lot of snake oil solutions being <laughs> sold out there, would you say? That is a really good word <laughs> for the products that we need to um, be aware of. You know, like I, I really think that there are always going to be products out there that play on people's insecurities when it comes to sex. Yeah. Mm. And, and it's an area where a lot of folk out there don't feel very confident. Uh, I remember a few years ago, there was a big investigation into AMI, the Advanced Medical Institute 
uh, and they advertised heavily on commercial radio and TV that they could help men with erectile dysfunction and invited them to call. And they set up appointment with, and I'm doing air quotes here, doctors <laughs> on the phone or in real life nurses, also air quotes, who phoned a doctor. Like if, if they had in life, um, if they came into their offices, they had these very attractive women dressed up as nurses who would phone a doctor. Right. And they charged between $1,000 and $3,000 for their products, which was a, a nasal squirt thing, and they didn't work. And they were, you know, like quite a lot of sex therapists were outraged about this because we were getting clients uh, who were really embarrassed that they'd spent a lot of money for these solutions and then they didn't work. Um, yeah, that's not great. And they were taken to court and found over and over again that their products didn't work, but they just had a really big legal fee, legal budget, and uh, they just kept oh. going going and going I believe they're still in existence so just beware um and I think also now our friend Gwynny she's done some pretty dangerous things on her goop side as well her products aren't scientifically proven and uh, I did have a laugh when I was watching her on her own Netflix series when she couldn't even tell us why a jade egg was useful she's selling them and she's her now you know it's now the infamous vaginal jade egg. She claimed that it could balance hormones, regulate menstrual cycles, prevent uterine prolapse and increase bladder control. And she also sold a blend of essential oils for oral consumption or for adding to bath water that could help prevent depression. Oh. Uh, and these were both proven wrong and she was taken to court for false advertising. So I think there's a lot of like stories out there and we need to be careful. Totally. Now we are going to come right back on Let's Talk About Sex and get into the nitty gritty of Ben Waffles, Jade Eggs and so much more. Here's a bit of Bachelor Pad though. Don't go anywhere. More Let's Talk About Sex is coming right on up. Bachelor Pad with set times? Question mark. Plenty more up there, Ali, where they're coming from. One of my favourite local bands. My name's Maya Bilic. We're on Let's Talk About Sex, and I'm joined by Tanya Coons, and we are chatting sexual wellness. We've already touched on the group, the goop train, rather. But, Tanya, I want to know, there's all these different things, items. I'm not even sure if, like, equipment is the right word to be describing them, but we're going to be talking about them, and I want to kick it off with asking you about jade eggs and benoit balls what are they what are they supposed to with some air quotes in there <laughs> as well what are they supposed to do give us the yeah spiel. okay so well jade eggs have been around in eastern cultures for thousands of years i think it's about five thousand so it's a long time um, it's reported that the empress and the concubines of the courts in china were said to have used jade eggs to enhance sexual power the theory behind them is, and, and you know, people were putting like egg-shaped rocks, rocks and things inside their vaginas to, um, so it's a weighted egg putting inside the body to increase pelvic floor strength and therefore improve sexual responses such as orgasms. I'm not sure about sexual power, mm. but um, it, the, the, the idea of holding them in and your body automatically does that to hold it in. And Benoit balls are the modern day equivalent, really. They're an insertable balls with weights inside them. They often come uh, in sets, so in, with increasing weights, and with a recommendation to insert them daily for a period of time and work your way up through the various weights 
as your muscle tone improves. So if you get them, if you put, try to put the heaviest one in, um, you might find that you can't hold that and it will fall out. Um, but after you've started with a smaller one and worked your way up, um, you'll be able to hold them in. So it's like toning up. Um, some people have called it boot camp for your vagina. Um, so you can do a 30-day challenge where you're doing one a week, uh, four different weighted balls. Um, I have colleagues and I've tried them myself. They, they do increase your pelvic floor tone and they can increase the intensity of orgasm. And I think that that's really what they're there for. Also, if you've got back problems or if you've got some other, if you've got tensions and things in that area, they're not advised to use. So use them in conjunction with a professional or seek some advice uh, because sometimes you think you're doing a good and fun and sexy thing and it might be messing around with other parts of your body. Mm. You know, it's really interesting. I hear a lot um, about how these different things can be really good or um, almost recommended as a way to strengthen your pelvic floor muscles, like you were saying. Does doing those exercises actually improve an overall sexual feeling or enhance the way that you're able to receive those feelings? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think they do. They're, it's purported to give you stronger orgasms. And I think for men, it's also uh, can give you a stronger erections. So if your body's toned, it can... Uh, I guess, respond better to things. I mean, there's lots of reasons why you want to have a good, uh, strong pelvic floor, because if it's weak, other things can happen. You can prolapse and you can get pain. And there's, there's a whole bunch of things that are going on there. And I think that's why things like Kegel exercises uh, are also a way of improving core strength. You don't have to insert things in if you want to tone up that area of your body. Mm -hmm. Well, what are Kegels? Ah, Kegels. Right. Kegels are exercises where if you imagine that you, if you're sitting down, everybody can do these, you can do them on the bus. Uh, imagine pulling your butt or pulling the muscles in your uh, genitals up. So you want to try and pull your butthole up to your belly button, pretty much. So you're pulling up and you're letting go. And if you want to do um, more intricate Kegel exercises, imagine that you're getting in an escalator or elevator and there are five levels up to your belly button. So you're going up to level one, squeeze a bit harder, level two, squeeze a bit harder, level three, squeeze a bit harder, level four, up to level five and relax. So you can do those Kegel squeezes. They help with incontinence later in life. They help with sexual um, strength and orgasm intensity. Some people though, so don't automatically do this because some folks hold their stress in their pelvis and they might have very tight mm. pelvic floor muscles so they actually need to start at the ground floor and send the elevator down to the basement so that's basically pushing down like bearing down as if you're going to do a poo bear down and relax bear down and relax so talking to a doctor a gynae a physiotherapist they're going to be able to help you work out what's going on in your pelvic floor region because it actually causes a lot of problems for lots of different folk mm -hmm. and so depending on what's going on for you some exercises to help release tensions can be great often people with vaginismus will have a very very tight pelvic floor or hypotonic muscle spasms so really good reasons for doing exercises there don't just go to a sex shop and buy something and shove it in willy-nilly and think it's going to solve all the problems no. basically Get some help. Yeah, good tip there. Um, if you have a question, you've just tuned in on Let's Talk About Sex to do with JDEGS, Benoit Balls. We're going to be talking very shortly about vaginal steaming and anal bleaching as well. But any question, 
Drop us a line on 0409 945 945. We're going to go into another track. And as I just said, vaginal steaming, anal bleaching will be right after. Coming out of Tottenham, this is Oscar, hashtag world peace with ya. Mentored by Mike Skinner, that is Oscar, hashtag world peace, featuring Artin on Ya. My name's Maya Bilic. I'm joined by Tanya Coons. We're on Let's Talk About Sex. We were just having a little <laughs> laugh just then about uh, something we're going to talk about in a moment. We will get to the jazzling shortly. But Tanya, I mentioned earlier we were going to be talking about anal bleaching and vaginal steaming because we're discussing sexual wellness. And these are two practices that I think are posed as being more like cosmetic. Maybe it's something that one might feel a need that they have to do in terms of like an aesthetic sort of reason, but they don't necessarily increase any sorts of um, feelings or sensations in the downstairs department. Why do you think people do them? Why do you think people take up anal bleaching and vaginal steaming? All right. Well, there's, there's two different things. So anal bleaching is done definitely for the purpose of lightening the skin around the anus. And it's it's a cosmetic reason, right? Like many things that started with porn actors and it's purely about looks. It's not about pleasure or sensation or performance. And you can go get that done at a professional salon. And nowadays they're selling creams and things to do it at home. Um, this kind of product for me is like, no, not necessary. We're shaming people about their bodies. All bodies are natural, normal, and sexy in my world, right? Vaginal steaming, though, that's a different thing. That's a treatment more than an improvement. Uh, it's often used to infuse herbs into the area, like basil and mugwort, rosemary, and wormwood. And I think because some of our traditional communities have used this, it's interesting to look at why people use it. So it's been recorded for using to reduce menstrual symptoms such as bloating, cramping, heavy bleeding, exhaustion. Some folks have used it to try boosting fertility. It's definitely um, a good one actually for healing after childbirth because you've got scar tissue, uh, reducing stress, treating hemorrhoids, increasing energy, reducing fatigue. I think it works in a similar way to anal massage for um, relaxing the whole body. And some folks use it for treating headaches. Now, there's no scientific evidence of this yet but that's also a western colonial concept mm. i think um i have some bodywork colleagues and they've been doing that with clients and on themselves and it's it's really shown to some good good effects particularly in the relaxing and the menstrual work so i know some traditional communities use it as women's business and my theory is we can always learn from traditional communities because science is a western colonial concept yeah i mean it kind of reminds me of um a few people I know who use like CBD creams to treat um, endometriosis. Right. Or like pain and like the symptoms to help them subside rather than as a, a curing treatment. I think that that's so good because I was just reading in my travels that endometriosis can take up to seven years to be diagnosed using Western science methods. Yeah. Whereas I think, I think you know, um, Lots of cultures have known about the things that can go wrong with the body for a very long time and they have natural remedies for them. Mm. There are, though, some, just a warning, there are some dangers for vaginal steaming and the primary, primary concern is that you could burn sensitive vaginal tissues if the steam's too hot, right? Or if you add too much moist heat to that area, 
uh, you could increase uh, the risk for a yeast or bacterial infection. And also you've got to keep your equipment clean because you can increase the risk for infections or other side effects. And also not recommended if somebody's pregnant because the steam could affect the growing fetus. Um, and you know, it's the same reason that doctors recommend pregnant women avoid using hot tubs and saunas and heating around that same time. Mm -hmm. So my take home message there is it's not a self-improvement thing for a vagina. The vagina is a self-cleaning organ that regularly maintains its own pH balance. If you put additional interventions such as vaginal steaming or douching or putting perfumes or things in there, it's not going to maintain vaginal health, but it can alleviate things like menstrual pain or endometriosis. Keeping your vagina clean and dry and free of perfumes is the best way to keep it healthy. If you want to try vaginal steaming, I'd suggest engaging a professional first to uh, get some information on that and why you might want to do it. Mm. Okay, but what about the jazzling? <laughs> That's all about pleasure and fun. <laughs> Basically, the jazzling is the shaving and decorating of the mons pubis uh, with rhinestones. It's like Christmas for your vulva. <laughs> It's it's dressing it up and decorating it, and that that's all it's there for. Um, we were just having a laugh, going, "Hmm, I wonder how the friction will be with all those rhinestones down there." So I'd be really interested to hear if any of our listeners have done some vajazzling and how that went when they got it on. Mm, let us know. Over oh nine nine four five nine four five is the number. We'll be back to chat a bit more about uh, self care versus necessity in sexual wellness. So don't go anywhere. This one by Milan Ring and John Doe. Can't speed, I master these things. We master VVs, the best he gon' get, so actually. I like your friend, she be with the unknown. She ain't my shit, she gon' get the doubt on. Now we drinking these shots to the cow. Shout out to Mystery J on 0409-945-945. He said, guaranteed listeners tried to stretch their butthole to their belly button. As soon as she was talking about Kegel exercises... You gave Tanya Coons and I a right old laugh with that one. <laughs> if you've just joined us here on Mornings on FBI Radio, we are talking about sexual wellness. We've recapped on vaginal steaming, anal bleaching, jade eggs, and more. But a lot of these, a lot of this talk, I guess, or when we are talking about increasing sexual feeling, Tanya, this might not just be the devices and exercises, but maintenance and grooming can be important things to get one feeling in the mood as well how do you or what do you think is the best way to distinguish between what is self-care in this regard and what might be unnecessary and i think like conditioned grooming for example the choice of trimming or entirely waxing any pubic hair you might have yeah, this is, this is such an interesting question because hegemonic beauty standards and trends will always impact what people see as attractive and people will be presenting their bodies in certain ways, sometimes through choice, but sometimes from pressure. And sometimes it's hard to distinguish whether it's choice or actual people are not aware of the pressure to present in certain ways. So think about what you're doing to your body. Is it to please yourself? Is it to please your lover? Is it to meet societal standards? I meet so many people who are ashamed of their genitals, which really upsets me. Um, is it for comfort? You know, some folks shave wax or tweeze because it makes them feel more comfortable. Are you being forced to do that by a lover who's saying, I won't go there unless you do certain things? 
Like, so have a little think about it. For example, shaving or waxing. Some folks really like the way that it feels. Others think that they need to do that to be presentable or in order to even get sex. Uh, and yeah, some folks get really afraid of having their genitals shamed, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not so great. But what do you think is the biggest scam or like trick that people are selling that claims to improve someone's sex life? Ooh, that's, you know what, I think it's anything that promises a quick fix to sexual desire or problems. Um, I think stuff like all the products sold at Goop, they're selling dreams and false ideas of what's even considered sexy. They don't deliver. Uh, but I think there are other things like the advent of PDE5 inhibitors, Viagra, Cialis, Levitra. People have been made to think that for sex, like many other areas of health, you can just chuck a pill at it and all will be well. Um, these products can legitimately help a problem with erections, but it's important to know things like Viagra doesn't actually give you an erection. You get it yourself, but it cuts off the signal for the erection to go down, right? If, so if we can learn and understand these things, and I think if we can learn about and understand everyone's bodies in terms of the physiology of arousal and pleasure, mm. that would be pretty useful, and if we could learn to slow down and focus on pleasure rather than performance, that would be helpful. And if we could take the emphasis of cishet normative P and V sex, that would be amazing for most people's sex life. But unfortunately, I think you see with all these sexual enhancements, they're pretty representative of patriarchal and capitalistic norms. The quick fix and making bodies somehow problematic. Mm. For me, there's nothing problematic with bodies at all. Um, sometimes we have some dysfunction or things like that, but how you are and how you're packaged, no problem with that at all. Your body will be capable of experiencing pleasure. Right. So you reckon it's that, that approach is more of a Band-Aid solution to an issue or a quote-unquote problem, but might instead need to be addressed in a more holistic way? Hell yes. One word, yes. <laughs> I think when, when there are issues going on, have a look at why you might want to buy those products. So if you're standing there with something to make your bits smell nice in your hand, what's going on there? Are you feeling shame about your genitals? Has somebody told you you don't smell good? Um, if you don't smell good, there's often a reason to go to the doctor, not camouflage it. <laughs> All right. So have a big think about the bigger picture before you purchase or buy into the need for an enhancement. Yeah. And just before we wrap up today, what are some things you think are actually good uh, practices to add into your routine, which might help? Ah, good word, the use of the word practice. I think a mindfulness practice, you know, start to learn to come into your body for a little while. It might be spending one to five minutes focusing on your breathing as your breath goes in and out. Um have a little think about masturbation and rather than just a quick means to an end for a release, maybe tap into your erotic energy and how different parts of your bodies outside of your genital or different parts of your genitals feel. Um, try masturbating without porn. Try masturbating, engaging with your whole body and engage with your whole body more often because you're going to find it's a lovely experience and it can give you a lot of pleasure. And it's just more about including positive ideas about your body and how it can incorporate with your connection with others. A wonderful sentiment to leave on. As always, if you have just tuned in, joined us, and you want to catch our full chat on Let's Talk About Sex today about sexual wellness 
All you got to do is look up FBI Radio wherever you get your podcasts from and Let's Talk About Sex will be there. Or you can head to our website, fbiradio.com slash programs. Click on Mornings with Maya Billick and everything will be there for you from the 11am mark. Tanya, thank you as always. An insightful discussion as ever. <laughs> thank you, Maya. Don't forget those kegels. <laughs> no, no, be- best not to. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about sex. We'll be back in a fortnight. We're going to dip into some Rosilo and Deval Timothy. This is Mornings. My name's Maya Billick. You're an FBI. <laughs>